Hey everyone, Lou Mavs here from the Music is Live podcast with a really important question. Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get Music is Life off the ground, I had a lot of questions, such as how do I record an episode, how do I get my show into all the apps that people like to listen, and how do I make money from my podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is real simple. Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. This means that you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. Since I started my YouTube channel, I've been able to edit the audio on iMovie and then bump it to Anchor and distribute it on the podcast to everybody. And I still use Anchor to record audio-only podcasts. So if you always wanted to start a podcast and make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start to join me, Lou Maz of the Music is Live podcast, and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. Looking for some new podcasts to listen to? Well, Rat Sound Review Network has plenty of shows to choose from. Like Rat Sound Review, where they discuss the latest rock and metal news, as well as interviews and albums. Album versus Album, the King Diamond Podcast, with Wayne Noon, Greg Noggle, and sometimes this guy. Schmackamagob! Ralph Vieira is also on our network with the Vieira Bowl. There's also Old Man Metal's Musings, where he discusses heavy metal and beer. Music is Life with Lou Mavs. The right opinion for those who love politics. A South Park podcast called Suck My Balls. The Infinite Fringe. A watch-along wrestling show called Beyond Bushido. Ex-Stradivarius guitarist, the Timo Tolki podcast. And the great Harry Barnett with I Don't Even Like Podcast and The Laugh Cast. So check out RatSoundReview.com or search RatSoundReview on YouTube, Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and more. We interrupt our program to bring you this important message. And now for something completely different. You're listening to the Music is Life podcast with your host, Lou Mabs. On the Rat Sound Review Network. Music is Live Podcast. This is your host, Lou Mavs. Check out everything you need to know about the show over at musicislivepodcast.com. I am visited today by a huge <laughs> blast from the past. I know. <laughs> if anyone listens or watches the show, you hear the theme song, The Rebel Medium's Lose Control, which is a song that I co-wrote with the lead singer, Jackie Guitard. Love and miss you, Jackie. And this gentleman, to my left or right, depending on which way it's going to show up in YouTube, it's going to show up somehow. Like I'll, I'll we'll be, I'll be in guy. one area, yeah, wh- whichever <laughs> way, yeah. Like I'll, I could talk to you this way, but you're actually like on that side. But who knows? 
Probably. But <laughs> yeah. this dude is one of the bestest friends that I could ever have in my life. And we are actually joined by one of the artists that he is producing music videos for. I'm very happy to have on the show today from Out of Time Productions, my former bandmate, Mr. Ernie Layu, and a very talented artist by way of DC, but now currently in San Diego, California, Miss Lily Rose. Hello to both of you. Hello, Luke. Hey, Lou. Hey, Ernie. Hey, Lily. How's it going? It's going good. I'm actually tuning in live today from Coronado, California, Ooh. which um, I don't know if you're familiar with, but it is an island just off of San Diego. Um, so super exciting. It's a new area for me. That is very cool. That's right. She's on the way to a gig and she wanted to stop by and do the show, of which I am very grateful for. Thank you so much, Lily. Thank you, guys. All right. So let's get into a little back history and we'll work our way up to Lily. So Ernie and I had the pleasure of meeting each other when we were both employees at Viacom slash MTV Networks. <laughs> In a period of my life, I called the Dark Ages. Just kidding, Ernie. Oh, but- thanks. Thanks a lot, Lily. <laughs> Ernie and I got along very well. Our love of Star Wars and our love of rock music, you know, he was more Metallica, Blink-182. We met at Metallica, but we completely differed from opinion when it came to Star Wars. That's very true, yes. (laughs) I think we actually got into an argument at work one time about it. (laughs) Yes, we did, because I told him I was a fan of the original trilogy, and he said, oh, you're one of those people, and... (laughs) We almost came to fisticuffs. But uh, that, was, that was a funny fight. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> no, nah, it was a funny fight. I think we actually scared one of our supervisors. That's true. But yeah. uh, then I had joined a band called The Rebel Medium. And, well, we had just fired our drummer. And we needed a drummer. And Ernie said, I play drums. And I said, all right, want in? He said, sure, why not? And, dude, we played some kick-ass shows together from, yeah. like, The Crazy Donkey to The City. You're like, uh, where do we play? Kenny's Castaway, Acme Underground. Oh, yeah. I, I don't remember all the places, but I definitely know we did a good amount. We definitely yeah. did. It was fun. That Three was a fun time. The Crazy Donkey. Definitely oh, yeah. something that will always live in my mind forever. The fact that people were moshing to our music, that was a, that was a good time. Okay, the- so this is news to me. I have to interject here because I did not realize that Ernie over here is... <laughs> a rocker and uh, i don't think you ever told me that you were in a band playing drums i told you i was in a band listen to the podcast that's him at the beginning uh, i'll send you a video a video of uh one of uh one of our live performances you'll see me in the back so send, a, send okay. her the one with jason on bass yeah this is exciting because now i realize ernie is just a super talented multimedia individual <laughs> Musician and creator here. Yes. So, super yeah. cool. Not yeah, just super all- talented, but stupid talented too. I love this man. <laughs> yeah, because Lily only knows me as a video guy and a photo guy, not really so much a musician. So that's kind of where now kind of my two worlds are sort of coming together. Yes, so. they are. It's kind of cool. I'll just give a little backstory of how we met. We met during the time during- where photo shoots were turning digital, which I didn't even know that that was a thing through a mutual friend i saw a photo pop up on instagram and credited to out of time productions and this photo shoot was from my friend in los angeles but was photographed from ernie in dc or great falls virginia and i'm like 
how did they do that? I was like, oh my gosh, these are my two worlds colliding through the internet. Super cool. So maybe you can share a little bit for us, Ernie, how you actually made that happen. But oddly enough, connected because I was actually in Virginia at the time. So we got to do a, sh- a shoot in person, which was super exciting because it was during a time where not a lot of things were happening in person. So Ernie, you can elaborate, but that's how we connected through the glorious internet. And became good friends in person. Yeah. uh, So to back up on her story is that there was um, something through Instagram where I found out that this one meetup group in Los Angeles was doing virtual shoots through Zoom. So all you had to do was just sign up through it. So I signed up and we just took photos through Zoom. Like we would screenshot either. I think I screenshot through my iPad and some others actually took photos of their screen with cameras. So that's exact. So that's how we found. That's how I was able to get shots of other models because they would just be posing for the camera. And then there'll be one guy who's directing. And then it's like, all right, click away. And we all just started clicking and one guy would just give direction. So one of the photos I took there of her mutual friend, she saw that. And then the rest is history from there. We became really good friends at that point. We did a shoot. I think we went to a studio, if I remember correctly. Like mm-hmm. at the end of that, you had like to do a rehearsal or you had to lay down tracks, if I remember. Yeah. Well, yeah, that was for a music video. And yeah, it was Blue Room Studios or Blue Studios in Kensington, Maryland. But yeah. um, I just think it's super cool how, you know, looking back, it was it, it was dark times for everybody, but it was also very innovative times. How mm-hmm. everybody, I mean, to do a photo shoot through Zoom, I mean, who thought of that? You know, that's exactly that's yeah. cool. So I just think it's great how we've all kind of adapted and created and paved our own new ways. And we can kind of just build on that moving forward. So that's pretty, pretty rad stuff. It was. And then one day out of the blue, Lily just messaged me and she's like, hey, you want to do a shoot? I was like, sure, let's figure out a time. And luckily we were able to do it when they, when restrictions started to be eased up a little bit. So that's when we were able to do the shoot. Exactly. When and it then- was like the outdoor restrictions yeah we just did everything outdoor and i'm such an i i'm such a people person so it was tough for me to kind of embrace not being in person culture so i was just kind of like looking for any opportunity to connect (laughs) with people in person um because that's just kind of my nature but this is really cool that i can be on the opposite coast today and connecting with you guys virtually um, oh yeah definitely absolutely it's all it's all balance right life is all balanced so we, we just kind of do what we can and so now it's like, oh, well, let's incorporate the virtual virtual world with the in-person. And that's what we're doing today. Very cool. Yeah. And I'm happy to say that Ernie turned me on to your music when he sent me videos of <laughs> clips that I believe you directed the No Diggity one. Correct, Ernie? <laughs> yeah, I did the No Diggity one. And also, Honey, I Love You. I love your voice. I love your presence on video. And I love your original take on No Diggity from Blackstreet. That was awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah, that was actually another example of virtual collaboration. That was collaborated with one of my music producer friends across the country as well during that time. I just sent over the vocals, the the piano part, and it was incorporated with the beat and the whole production. Then Ernie and I went out into Georgetown and did a little visual shooting for that. Um, so yeah, that's, that's really cool. I'm glad that you like it all. And Hey, maybe we're going to have to all collaborate on a new song and (laughs) everything. Yeah, because uh, Lou plays, well, I I don't know whichever way I'm pointing. Uh, Lou plays the guitar. (laughs) Lou plays the guitar. I have the drums. 
You have vocals and piano. There we go. What what more do we need? (laughs) And I have Pro Tools on this MacBook that I'm recording the podcast with. Oh, there you go. All right. Let's do it. No, I'm lying. It's just GarageBand. But it works. <laughs> we That's a- all that matters, Lou. It's, it, as long as it works. Yes, so. we, I, I've done a series of cover with uh, my partners over at Rat's Eye Review and came out really good. We did one Stradivarius song, one Van Halen song, one Alice Cooper song. Mm. And the next two that we're releasing, one's a Kiss song, not Detroit Rock City like we <laughs> I remember <laughs> that, too. <laughs> yeah, I can't believe I did, sang that one. Um, did you do Ace of Spades as well? I did no. We didn't cover Motorhead yet. Oh, but okay. We didn't cover Motorhead. Probably not Ace of Spades. And right. we're also doing uh, an Iron Maiden song, "Evil That Men Do." And I gotta admit, this little MacBook here, please don't break. I'm very happy for it because it's become my livelihood. <laughs> Lily, I'd like to know, as I mentioned, the two videos that I saw of you, the two performances, the very jazz influenced. And I have to admit that I found that very refreshing. And I voiced this opinion many times in my podcast that my problem with popular music today is that it just sounds so formulaic and generic. It seems like everybody's trying to do the Billie Eilish thing when meanwhile, five years ago, they were trying to do the Adele thing. But you are just coming out of the box and just doing your own thing and i really respect that about what you're doing i like to know more about your background with music like how you got started as a performer and singing who your influences if you if you'd be so kind to answer me that please yeah definitely ever since i was really little um you know even two three years old have been heavily into music and dance i started dance lessons when I was I mean I was tapping at three years old apparently I was whistling in the womb which (laughs) I don't know how they heard that I was just very vocal and singing I've always been really outgoing even when I was a little girl I mean aside from the music my parents would take me out to a restaurant and I would go and visit every single table and chit chat with them. So it's kind of funny because it prepared me to what I do today with performing when I'm performing in a restaurant or a venue, you know, when I take a break, I go and visit with everybody and take requests and things. Yeah, I mean, I really think my parents and my musical family nurtured that for me. So I started taking piano lessons, actually through my preschool teacher, and was very heavily influenced by Madonna and Michael Jackson in the early 90s. My parents had records and tapes, so I would listen to those. We would always jam to oldies station in the car. And then in school, I was just always really into pop culture. I think that the East Coast really looks up to the West Coast when it comes to that kind of thing. And magazines, you know, I had Hanson and Backstreet Boys and Britney Spears on my wall. You know, I'd cut them out of those magazines. I was just always really into music and pop scene and started singing in school and high school. I was in the jazz pop vocal ensemble. Also was the captain and choreographer of my high school dance team and led the team to Disney World National Championships. So, I mean, music and dance has always just been a huge part of my life. Then going further, I I went off to school to Virginia Tech. I studied business marketing y español. And when I was in school, I just kind of started forming bands and I was really influenced by musicians in my college town and started jamming and performing and open mics. And then I just decided this is really what I want to do. And I started writing songs. I started watching Lady Gaga on YouTube when she was doing radio shows. She would just go in with her keyboard and just acoustic stripped down performances. You know, I've just loved what she did with paparazzi and songs like that. Um, I was like, you know what? I can, I can do this too. I was like, 
you know, I've, I got the background and, you know, I, I went to school and got a degree, but I decided I wanted to take that business and, and Latin and incorporate it with music and really go for it. So that's kind of how it all came about. And then I graduated from Virginia Tech and I got a connection to a studio in Washington, D.C. called District Entertainment. With my marketing background, I was promoting for every alcohol brand under the sun, you know, doing marketing promotions. I'm sure you've seen the Bud Light Girls, the Miller Light Girls. Yeah, you're um, Meister in my sense, but yes. <laughs> and so I was one of those girls. And that actually funded my entire first album. So I would go in the studio in the morning. I had my written songs and I would take them to my collaborator, Tynes Hampton, who was also a Virginia Tech grad and decided he had been working in a full-time job. And at one point he decided it was no longer for him and he took out his retirement and his savings and he built a studio in Alexandria, Virginia. I connected with him and we together made Bliss Kingdom my first LP. I was in the bars doing marketing at night and in the studio in the morning and took it off from there. So that's kind of how it all started. I think that's an amazing story because a lot of people when they go into an institution such as college, university, a lot of them are looking to get a major that would help them in a career path where they think that they could go apply for a job, work their way up the corporate ladder, retire after 30 years with the gold Rolex. But no, it seems like you went the opposite route and did everything you could to invest in yourself and promote yourself to where you are right now, which I think is very admirable. And it's very rare. Ernie and I, we both have academic backgrounds. Ernie with SUNY Oswego and at one point Stony Brook University for your master's degree, Ernie, correct? Yeah, I tried to uh, I tried to get that, but it was just too much and, that was going on to get it. Yeah. And, and myself with St. John's University and then uh, SUNY Empire State for my master's degree. But it's pretty amazing that Ernie is investing in himself with Out of Time Productions. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm investing in myself with this podcast and trying to raise a platform to bring music, entertainment, and all art to, well, whoever will listen that is outside of the mainstream that I think deserves attention. I tell you, your investment in yourself paid off for me at least because you got my attention and I enjoy what I was hearing and seeing, of course. I mean, visually, sonically, I feel like you have a very good package and something that the music world could really benefit from. I'd have to say, really, kudos to you for that self-investment. I'm Thank sounding like Gary Vee right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I appreciate it. You know, I think I have been influenced by my parents. They've always kind of had their own businesses. In school, I was just I had opportunities to work as an independent contractor, not only with the marketing promotions, but also as a Spanish language interpreter in the court systems. I think that those opportunities kind of just showed me that there were other avenues. So ever since that, I've, I've just been self-employed and I've made it work. And I'm not going to say that it's been easy not having benefits and things like that, but it's a hustle and it's a grind and there's a freedom to it in a sense because you can set your own path to success and you can set your own hours and scheduling and things like that. So yeah, I mean, it's been what has been working for me. And I think also our generation with technology and the way the world is 
is now. I mean, we've paved our way to be able to work as entrepreneurs. So it's, I think it's, it's great. There's more than one way to be successful. Absolutely. What was the uh, culture shock for you? Like having moved from East Coast, Virginia, all the way to California when you initially made your move? I kind of knew a little bit about West Coast culture because um, I had cousins out here. And so I had been visiting from a young age. I always loved that California culture. I never really imagined that I would end up living here for so long. I always kind of thought I would end up in New York. Um, I just kept getting really drawn to the West Coast and my opportunities led me out here. So as far as the culture shock, um, <laughs> I don't know if there was necessarily much of a shock to me as more of something that I embraced and just kind of fell in love with. And it was already kind of in my nature and my lifestyle. I kind of bring it wherever I go. And that's just the kind of person that I am. So I think even when I'm on the East Coast, I bring a little bit of the taste of that. And I don't know, it's just always been natural for me. I don't, maybe it's from watching Clueless growing up or, um, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Oh, as if. But since we've been so heavily influenced by that pop, pop culture and West Coast life, I wouldn't say it was like a culture shock to me. I think it was just kind of something that was already in my blood. And I like to say I'm bi-coastal. I, I love it all. I like <laughs> mix with the West. And I think both have their benefits to what they have to offer. I will say I have adapted to the year round nice weather. I will say that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. A lot of friends of mine who moved to Cali from New York said the same thing. They're just like, it's 365 of sun. They actually asked me, they're like, wouldn't you not want to shovel snow? I'm like, well, yeah, well, that's why my neighbor's kid do it. Just give him 20 bucks and he does it. So I'm all right. No, but... Uh, <laughs> But uh, I will say this, though. The one thing that you mentioned about California that I highly agree with you is the fact that it is an artistic hotbed. Ernie knows, I'm sure you know this, Ernie, that Eddie Van Halen and Randy Rhodes are two of my all-time favorite guitar players, oh, and yeah. they're both from California, one from L.A. and the other one from Pasadena. That late 70s, early 80s California culture, that rock scene, metal, whatever you want to call it, that's the stuff that I grew up on. I almost made my way out to California at one point about... Uh, Oh, dear Lord. Uh, almost 20 years ago, I had a chance to... Uh, <laughs> Arnie, I might not have told you this, but... No, you I, have not. This is the I, first time I'm hearing this. I had a chance to write um, music scores at one point in my life 18 oh. years ago. Wait for it! For adult films. <laughs> so, um... Yeah, I have a daughter now, so I'm kind of glad I didn't take that route. <laughs> that, that's that's a good thing. But this is also the face of me not surprised by that. No, <laughs> no Ernie knows me very well. Yeah. Right? A bunch of oddball stories. Oh, yeah. And ah. and the funny and um to just go off of Lily's story, like, on the West Coast, like, when I first met her, mm -hmm. that was the total vibe that I got, was West Coast, relax, like, yeah, just go with the flow. I think the last shoot we did together was, um I think it was Christmas, right? Because I know you came, uh -huh. you came back here for D.C. in May, but we couldn't meet up then. But the last shoot that we did, we had a discussion about, like east coast versus west coast during christmas time and i was talking about how it's like cold here and like you know we kind of get the snow and the ice and all that and then i remember lily was telling me the story of like how she would um i think you were surfing if i remember correctly on christmas eve or something like that or christmas day that you were surfing <laughs> <laughs> like it's not like you said it wasn't like cold but it's not warm either if i remember yeah I, it was kind of like, you know, it's bearable. It doesn't feel like Hawaii, but oh, it, yeah. 
was just something to do just to be able to say I did it. And, oh, yeah. um, you know, it was definitely chilly. I mean, the Pacific Ocean here and it, it gets um, chilly in the winter. But, hey, you put on a wetsuit and you just go. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, guys, I, I hate to admit, but we've been rudely interrupted making his debut on the Music is Live podcast. Oh, <laughs> it's my dog, Aloysius. Oh, he's a good boy. He's keeping me company. Hey, Aloysius. Uh, get out of here. <laughs> it's been a while since I've seen him. Hey, you last you saw him, he was a baby puppy. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> he's seven now. He's an old man. <laughs> you know what, though? I think that the artist needs to go wherever their creativity brings them. And I would definitely say that your music does not suffer at all from the move to California. If anything, I definitely think that it brings that sunny feel to it along with your vocal style and what emits from that is great art with the pandemic and everything though and being that there was a lockdown on venues and shows how is everything going right now well i know you're actually on your way to a performance i would assume that everything is improved but in the case of like new york a lot of the venues actually did close down how is it out there for you well, so I, I'm on a, a bit of a more intimate scale, being a solo performer and performing a lot in smaller venues. Actually, it's been a very fortunate time for me right now. Actually, California's reopening was announced yesterday or the day before yesterday. It's booming. There is so much demand for local artists. You know, I can't really speak for a a large scale mainstream level yet, (laughs) but for the local and kind of the smaller acts right now, it's been such a blessing. There's so much demand in local venues. I think we will be starting to see larger concerts come back very soon here. As far as for the last few months, I mean, it's just been so busy. I used to not try not to perform more than five four or five nights a week, but it's been very hard to say no to performing six nights a week uh, recently. So it's great. And I would say there's a lot of other local musicians who are getting a lot of work as well. The scene is really starting to happen. I mean, all the hotels are having live music again, all, you know, restaurants. And as far as the small music venues that are, those are just starting to start back up again. Haven't done too much in that yet, but I've just really been embracing the small our performances and staying busy with that. Even last year, we adapted, especially with the outdoor openings and venues and managed to stay booked and busy. And we're just continuing to rock and roll here and um, starting to think about performing in some other cities in the near future. In the interim, until that happens, I'm happy to say that your music I see is definitely available on streaming media platforms, including iTunes. I'm proud to say that Lily's music is self-released. And if anyone knows, I'm a huge advocate for artists being their own advocates, getting into the realms of self-releasing, self-publishing, copywriting, self-ownership of their music. I think that it would behoove music fans out there to physically support Lily with your wallets. I'm serious. (laughs) Buy her music. You will enjoy what you hear. And just remember, every time you buy directly from the artist, it supports them directly. No middle person. I'm a huge advocate for physical media. I try to mention in every episode that people, if they want to keep their favorite artists alive, buy their products, not steal it. 
Not just stream it, but buy it. <laughs> well, um, Lily also, during the pandemic, she also streamed a lot of her shows. So that, that was a fun thing to actually, and she would also like have tips during it as well. I remember, yeah. I think one, the one concert, uh, one music video that we did at the Blue Room Studios, I think it was, mm-hmm. you did a stream, you, you streamed a concert afterwards, right? Like the nice little concert that we had. Yeah, totally. So. Yeah. We, out of San Diego, they formed the Quarantine Network. Oh, yeah. On Facebook. And so I was on there every week for about a year, would live stream. And also before that, I had been live streaming at some of my performances on Periscope, which unfortunately is no longer a live broadcasting platform. But I really loved that one more so than Instagram and Facebook, because a lot of Instagram and Facebook is people that you already know, fans that you already have, which are great. I love my fans. I love the people that I know. But it was cool to be on Periscope because you would get people from all over the world that you didn't know before. Um, So it was a great way to generate new fans. But I am excited to announce that I'm going to be auditioning with a new agency to start on a live broadcasting platform, a newer one out of Japan called Hokochoa, I believe is the name. I hope I said that correctly, but that I will be auditioning for that next week. And I'm looking forward to incorporating more live broadcasting back into my life because I, I got so busy back when the reopening started a couple months ago and kind of put the live streaming down a little bit, took a break from that. But now I want to balance it back out and do live streaming again so that I can reach fans all over the world. It's definitely a fun way to do perform and get get the music out there. Yeah, I want to go back to the live stream so that way I could be like free bird. Yeah, thumbs some things haven't changed, Louis. Just go free oh, bird. <laughs> so- <laughs> what was the last concert that I went to you with, Ernie? I have no idea. Yeah, let's keep it that way. <laughs> Anyway, um, <laughs> uh, the next live performance, I don't care what concert it is, it's going to be, I think it was like Hurricane Sandy. Just that, don't like, yell it at Pacelli if you ever see him play, please. <laughs> but if he does sing it, I'll be very impressed. Oh, okay. oh my Lord. Well, Lily, I got to admit, your drive is inspiring. I mean, it's making me want to get off my ass to just put music out there. I myself can't wait to get back on stage. I'm happy to say that I've been asked by a couple of friends of mine to help out here and there. I'm not in a band at the moment, but I do still love performing and I'll only go on stage when I want. But me personally, to be able to go back on with people that I care about, I'm hoping one day I could have a reunion with Ernie and the Rebel Media. That would be great. (laughs) I have to say, people like you inspire me. I think it's wonderful that you're doing what you're doing and you keep progressing and and moving forward. I really wish you all the best with your career. Please, for the audience, if you could, let us know where they can find you, where they can connect with you, and how they could support you directly, please. And there she is! Hello! (laughs) Oh my... Sign on at the end here. What a surprise! (laughs) Hey! Where'd you go? There it is. (laughs) There you are. So this is the Coronado Bay in the background, Mm. and um, San Diego is just down that way. It's hard to see in the distance. But yeah, so you can find me on my website, com, and you can find me at Lily on the Keys on Instagram, and Lily Rose on Spotify and YouTube. So yeah. (laughs) Sweet. Excellent. I will place all those links in the description so that people could find you directly. And I do know that you are actually on your way to a performance right now as you speak, correct? Or do you still have some time? 
to hop in my car, which is right down there, and <laughs> go drive across the bridge to downtown San Diego and perform um, right across from the ballpark at 5th and K at a brand new Italian restaurant that has a baby grand piano called Il Sogno. And so I will be there tonight. Tomorrow night, I will be performing here at the Lowe's Coronado Hotel. Awesome. So, um, that's Sweet. what's on the agenda in the next two performances and a lot more local performances all over San Diego this summer and more to come. And I usually post where I'm at on my Instagram stories and on my website as well. Excellent. And I will also make it a purpose to update not just this YouTube video, but my website in the calendar section so that people know when you're performing and how they could arrange to come see you perform. And I want nothing for it. I'm letting you know that right now. <laughs> this is free promotion that I'm giving you because I want to see you succeed. You're awesome. Well, thank you, Lou. Well, thank you for having this life podcast. I am honored to be on here. And it's another great example of your drive and your innovation and for keeping the music alive and bringing on artists and sharing mm -hmm. and music because we, we can't do it without people like you. Um, oh, thank so you. We really well, appreciate it. Agreed. You keep, you keep putting it out there and I'll keep talking about it. So oh. we got a deal. Awesome. Ernie, thank you for connecting us. And no, no problem. And this has been super fun. <laughs> yeah, it's been. When are you coming back? On the podcast? Oh, no, we're coming oh, back to DC. You're welcome back anytime. Yeah, but whenever you're coming yeah. back on the East Coast. <laughs> I think I was spoiled during the pit. We'll, we'll get back to you on that yes. one, ladies oh, and gentlemen. It's a total high season here in, oh, in yeah. Southern California, and tourism is starting to pick back up. And that's what San Diego is all about, is welcoming in people from other places and giving them performances and entertaining them and that's kind of why i'm here in this city to be able to share with people in person from that that travel from all over to come here so you know summertime is just it's really busy here and everybody comes to go to the beach and get the nice weather and get out of the humidity and the mosquitoes <laughs> so maybe you guys could come yeah. take a check out here so i will be performing a lot of local shows um, here this summer and then um, hopefully in the fall I would love to go back to beautiful lush Virginia in September October it is just the best time ever there so that's mm -hmm. that's what I'm I'm looking at September to see about um, doing a little East Coast tour awesome <laughs> I, well, we'll oh, I, would, I can't wait to see that and we'll yeah. continue to speak and sing your praises on the Music is Live podcast lately Thank you. Thank you guys so much. This has been so much fun. I'll look forward to seeing you next time and stay tuned. New music coming soon. Awesome. Oh. Thanks, Lily. You have a you great one. You can't stop now, Lily. You can't stop now. Stop now. Can't do it. All right, guys. I wish you a wonderful performance Bye. tonight. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Ciao, Bella. Take care. Down. Ernie, good so on you for finding a talent like that. <laughs> it, it's um, She actually found me. That was the thing. 
She, um, Regardless, I mean, yeah, you guys found each other, and that's great. Exactly, yeah. It was funny. She messaged me out of the blue, and I was kind of hesitant at first about it because it's a little bit like it's through Instagram. So I'm like, I don't know about this. So and the more that I looked on there, I was like, you know what? She's legit. And then when I listened to her music, I was like, she's also a musician. This is great. Yeah, so, I, I don't fault you for being hesitant on Instagram. Do you know how many times I, I get hit up to be a brand ambassador? Oh, yeah. I get those all the time. I'm I get like, those. <laughs> so if you're watching this show... I'm going to block you, so please take heed my warning and fuck off anyways. <laughs> That's a little harsh right there. That's a little. <laughs> I can get harsher. That's Yes, it is, but it's like it's the internet, so... <laughs> But yeah, but she found me and we talked about music and like she was like almost every shoot that we she, that we did, she had her guitar with her and we did some shots with those. Like any like it was almost everything involving music. So this brings up a good chance for you to discuss out of time productions. Segway. Now, oh yes. <laughs> I remember that you were actually building this brand towards our end of our interim in the <laughs> Rebel Medium. I ended up joining a couple of shitty tribute bands. <laughs> Except the Rush one. That was good. The, and, yeah, I did and, like the Rush one. And the Dio one. That was good. So that leaves one left. Oh, that one. <laughs> that one. <laughs> the Ozzy one, right? If I remember correctly? Yes. Where like, most of them were drug addicts, alcoholic, burnout, douche nozzle, scumbag. <laughs> Anyways. Um, Keep going. No, tell, tell me more. I like, really praise this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, except the drummer Joey. I love him to death. He's, yeah. <laughs> he's great. We still talk to this day. You started out of time productions, right? As things mm -hmm. with the Rebel Medium were ending. And it's unfortunate that it ended, but I'm very happy that both of us still keep in touch with Jackie to this day, oh, yeah. who's living in Florida mm -hmm. with her awesome husband, Sean, and their two dogs. Or are they three dogs at this point? I think it's two. Okay. I'm not sure. I have to double check yeah. on Liam but... and Reggie. Right. Liam and Reggie. <laughs> yeah. Rest in peace, Chewy. You were a good dog. And I remember working with you on some projects, including a trailer for mm -hmm. my sister-in-law, Melissa Kutch, who yep. we had on the podcast earlier this year. When the Towers of Freedom fell, the ideal rose to power. Assumption. Purchase it today on Amazon.com. And your trailer is actually playing at the beginning of our episode. And I have you credited at the end of the episode as well, also uh, in the description. Yeah, thank you for that. I actually, I did listen to that episode when you told me about this podcast, and then Melissa put it up on her Facebook. I was like, oh, now I need to watch it. And I just saw all my stuff. I was like, I remember that and yeah, the music as you. well. So yes, I heard that. So thank you for the shout out. Of course. I'll never forget my <laughs> friends. So really, what was it that made you decide to go from music towards a more background visual career path, if you will? It was actually, it was a really tough thing to do that, to go more visual than more melodic, but with more with the music, because what really made me think about it more was I've always been a huge fan of a visual medium. I've always been a fan of like films and TV and anything of sort of that nature. But also I was a huge fan of MTV. I love the concept of the music video because it kind of combined a lot of things. Like I was huge into music when I was a kid. I was part of the choir. I was part of the jazz ensemble, like all the, all that stuff, like any music kid that would be a part of. But then also I was attracted to that film and to that TV aspect type of thing. So it kind of made me like, made the switch from the two was kind of more like, kind of like, to, to be honest, it was kind of like 
like more like what I learned in college. And it's like, okay, if I studied music in college, I probably would have gone down the path of music instead of just TV. But I chose TV for, um, I guess because it's just always been a passion of mine. And then music was just kind of like a side hobby that I had. Like, that's how I treated it. Even though, like, I know that I was very talented with it, but it wasn't an easy decision to kind of step away from music and to go into more of a visual medium. Like, it's, it still influences me to this day, but it's not a decision that I don't regret or anything like that. So I just felt like also I could just tell better stories with the visual medium. Like, I could explain myself a little bit more. That's kind of why I went into that. No, I Sorry for <laughs> Yeah. No, it totally, it totally makes sense. But I will say this, you excel at both. I would actually like to see out of time productions not just be a video photo production company but if you could like maybe write the scores to your own production that would be cool i think you'd be talented enough to do that and again you got me to help you and that, thank you that's for the praises. yeah and also um and lily also told me that to just hit her up with any sort of music for any video or any photo like anything of that nature she's like hey hit me up if you want to have like a score done i was like i'll let you know <laughs> so. well i will say this ernie is probably one of my favorite drummers that I've ever played with. Also one of the best drummers I've ever played with. He could pull a beat out of nowhere, a time signature out of thin air. He's beyond creative. Hit this guy up for some shit. Seriously. <laughs> Thanks, Lou. It's all about with the musicians around me as well. Like It's kind of that's where I drew my my um my inspiration because the, the one thing that i always praised myself doing musically was adapting to everybody's style and to like see like okay the you have this one particular style so i will join in on that let me figure it out there and you have this particular style okay i'll join in with that that's kind of where i've always feel like i was musically was being adaptive but i can only go so much without partners and with other people helping me out like like you, Lou. So that's kind oh. of where I'm at with that. Well, you know so. what? You, that's definitely applied in a visual sense of what you do, though. Mm -hmm. I mean, I can't say that I see others do what you do, how you do it when it comes to uh, your video production. Mm hmm. Thank you for that. Yeah, it's a, it's always going to be like, like I've always done it as a collaborative effort. Where it's always been not just me. Like I have an idea, and then my subject or whatever whatever medium that I have is there or in front of me, they, they could give like their feedback as well. And we could go back and forth and bounce ideas back. So it's always been a collaborative effort. There was a period though, where you kind of, I don't want to say put the kibosh on out of time, but you kind of put a halt to it. That saddened me because I missed your uh, video output, you know, whether mm -hmm. it was whatever you were filming at comic conventions or whatever you were doing as a freelancer. What happened around that time? This is something where I feel that's very important and I'm kind of like a huge advocate for it now is that I just wasn't in the right headspace. I devoted so much time to things and to, the, and to this video production and to put all my energy towards a lot of stuff. It wasn't the result that I wanted. My head wasn't in the right space because I was just so focused and so narrow-minded towards like a particular goal. And the thing is, is that I didn't achieve it. That was a very tough pill to swallow. That was a very tough thing to go through and to try to just accept that, hey, you know, you didn't get this. You didn't get the result that you wanted. And as much as I, I want to try to say, hey, you know, I want to put the energy that that I'm getting from it, getting it all from it into the arts, into my, my video, my photo, it just wasn't there. Like, I just couldn't put my energy into it. It, it was just basically telling me, like, you, you definitely needed a rest. I didn't have my best work during that time. I think, like, I had flashes of it. And even to this day, I still have, like, flashes. 
I guess flashes of brilliance is the best way to put it, but it was an honest where it was an honesty where I needed to take a step back and be like, you know what, let me take care of myself. Let me get my head in the right space. I'm too preoccupied with other things going on. And it just wasn't a good time for me. It just really wasn't. And anybody that was around me saw a lot of including yourself are like sort of a downward spiral and, did, and that was i did see that but i yeah. i didn't want to mention that because i'm not here to out anybody um, oh yeah no i understand i only completely. i only ask the questions if people are comfortable answering it i leave it up to them to do it without any yeah. pressure but uh oh, no worries I, as as a friend i i will say this it broke my heart seeing you suffer through that and mm. i knew that you were doing everything that you could to put yourself in a better mental headspace Mm-hmm. And I, like you, am an advocate for self-improvement, self-awareness, and self-betterment. Sometimes even with the things or even with the people that we love. God, I hope I'm not sounding like Jerry Springer right now. <laughs> Till next time, take care of yourself and each other. <laughs> but uh, sometimes we do kind of have to take a step back and be super analytical, which oh, yeah. could either help us or drive us crazier. But no matter what, keeping check of your own mental health and your own happiness is important for you to get up every day. I'm so proud of you for making it (laughs) at the end of all of it on top. I'm glad that you're now working with artists like Lily and you're finding inspiration and collaborating and just putting good art out there again. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was it was a great thing because even um, even I met Lily during that time as well. And she was definitely one of the one of the few things that definitely I looked forward to doing like going like sort of working with her and trying to get back into that mojo and she definitely brought that out in me like another friend of mine uh ina she did the same thing we met i know we met a couple a couple years ago definitely during the definitely before the pandemic who helped me out during big time so it's um it was tough to like go through that and i still feel flashes of that now but at the end of the day i know i'm in a much better place I'm much happier with what's going on. I'm um, I'm out. I'm recreating art again. I'm going back out. I'm doing stuff. I'm doing. I'm making. I'm doing videos again. I'm doing more photos. Uh, I'm doing like I'm doing all the stuff that I used to love to do. And now it's like okay, I'm in a much better place. You know, I'm rested. I'm recharged. And and funny enough, it's like when I kind of I took a break from it all. And then when I kind of came back, everybody's like, hey, welcome back. And that was the great thing about it is like sort of people understood like, hey, you know, you need the rest as well. You, you can't you can't like because I was just it was just a constant like, OK, but keep going, go, 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 go. And then you just sort of drive yourself to the ground and you just kind of like burnout was another thing I was feeling during it all. And just sort of and just mix that all together. It was just was not not a good combination. It was very, very combustible. There were a couple of cases where I have like kind of blew up at things that I shouldn't have. It was moments like that where it's like, all right, I need to take an honest step back. I need to get away from everything and to just kind of go back to what I love to do. And if I have to take a break from what I love to do, then you know what, that, that'll that make things so much better. And it, there's clear evidence of that. So uh, I agree. Hey, look, I mean, full disclosure, around the time that the Rebel meeting broke up, I had just lost my father. Ernie and our friend Alan Long, who, if you guys remember from the first episode, the hot sauce eating contest, which, oh. by the way, we made it all the way to the end of the Ten Wings. Oh, wait a minute. Now, now I got to go see that episode. So. Uh, it's, a, it's a funny one. And, Is it, it's uh, on YouTube, right? Of course. Of course, uh, it's on YouTube. Oh, I got to see this now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, I was in a very bad headspace, and Ernie could tell I was a schmuck. I was lashing out. I was emotional. 
I just lost my daddy. I think that Jaggy did the right thing to end the rebel medium when she did because otherwise it was going to combust and we were all going to hate each other. I still apologize to her to this day for my behavior, but her being as good a friend as she is, she was more concerned about my mental health. I have to thank her. I have to publicly thank her because her checking in on my mental health was the predecessor for me checking into yours. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't pay it back. You just pay it forward. And you know, we're all here. We're all, we're all doing better now and we're doing the things that we love. And regardless of which States we're in, you in Virginia, me in New York, her in Florida, we're all still there for each other. And Mm -hmm. You know, she's doing a real estate thing. Jackie sells the bay. And uh, <laughs> you're doing out of time productions. Yeah. And I'm doing this little uh, podcast. So, hey, which is which is good. You know, we're it's all good. good. We're, we're all, all doing good. things that we wanted to do. The funny thing with out of time is that I strictly did it as video. And then I strictly wanted it to be wedding videos because that's where the money was. Then when I brought it back, like when, because it kind of went in hiatus for a little bit for the conventions and all that when you I did the comic cons. Son of a bitch. <laughs> but then like yeah, but then I started doing photos and videos for it and then that's when I grew a love of photography and that's when I started doing what I love to do. So that's kind of like a little side piece there. But you know I was thinking we got to get Jackie on here. We got to do a rebel medium reunion just the three of us. Like either the three of us or like we can add the bat, the big bass. Gene Simmons, who is the bass player. <laughs> Ace Freely, who is the lead guitarist. I'm not. Wait for it. I'm the trap player. Yeah. <laughs> Bass player. I don't know. Like, I would, see I what would ask Jason. I would ask Jason. I still keep okay. in touch with Jason. Oh, okay, yeah, there we go. <laughs> and or I would have Sean. Either one. So yeah, either one of those work. So think about it, Louie. Think about it. It would be interesting. I just want to get back on stage and play with you fuckers again. <laughs> time seriously yeah like the last time i put drums was oh um that was what april 2009 and he's in center reach yeah like with you guys yeah but overall yeah. i think it was like been a couple of months since i even went to a drum set like i went to um, a drum studio down here just to rent it out for like two or three hours mm-hmm. and i was done after 30 minutes i'm like oh my god oh, <laughs> so, winded. yeah i got winded i'm like wow this is and i'm like and i had the blisters like i had blisters all over the hands like oh this is how i remember now all of the stuff like <laughs> how hard the drums did oh it was just it was still a blast to play but it was it was definitely like a throwback i'm like oh my god all right now i remember everything <laughs> soon ernie yeah. will be drumming for demo borgir or halloween no, I'll, I'll tell you that. Like you know, I, I, I keep in touch with Jason Crawford a lot, and okay. he and he'll always say that you were the perfect drummer and the best drummer for uh, the Rebel Medium. I mean, dude, mm. you killed it. I mean, you you brought the arena flair to oh, yeah. a club that would fit like five hundred people, and like you know, I, I still uh, watch those performances and just be like, my God, you know, like if only. See, this is the problem with being a musician. It's always a matter of it being at the right place at the right time. We're talking mm-hmm. 2008, 2009. What was popular then? Emo. Uh, oh, yeah, that's true. 303 bullshit. <laughs> that music fucking sucked. <laughs> All right, uh-huh. but, uh, you know, yeah. like, maybe if we had hit, like, five years before, you know, it's probable that, we, you know, something could have happened. But, yeah. you know, I do think that we had 
awesome tunes. Mm-hmm. We had an awesome lineup. And, you know, especially those first two times we played the donkey, it was, um, those will always go down for me as two of my top 10 favorite performances ever. You know, I'll, t- mm-hmm. I'll take that to the grave. But, oh, yeah. um, I you still know. watch the I still watch the Crazy Donkey performance. I think I watched it like two weeks ago. Like I, I still have it on my computer. I have it saved. I still have the um, I still have the live performance on my phone of um, what was it uh, of the theme song? So to the podcast, so it's still on there. So oh, every time it comes, control. yeah. So every time it comes up, or if I'm like scrolling through, I'm like, oh, let me watch this again. I'm like, oh, that's it. It was just fun. I look at it. I I honestly look at that time as like. Just fun times, just yeah. hanging out with like good people. That that's I don't look at it as like oh it was work, it was this. It was like no, it was just it was just, fun. Right? Yeah, it was like four people just having a great time. That's yeah. what it was. Riding with you was fun because it's like you know I mean you came from like the pop punk background. I had the mm-hmm. metal thing going on. You know Jackie's favorite bands were uh, and still are to my collection. Uh, to my recollection, Offspring, Meta- well, Metallica more than anybody. Um, she's like that ninety, that nineties early, early nineties rock around there, kind of like. Well, that and and look like Joan yeah. Jett in the process. Fact, that uh, that's true. I, I think like the, she got um some comparisons. Oh, was it uh, Amy Lee from Evanescence? Yes, yes, mm-hmm. yes. Mm-hmm. So you know, uh, yeah. basically the um more popular hard rock, but yeah, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. that hard rock pop punk metal thing, and you combined yeah. it and. As far as I'm concerned, it was magic. It was fun. Yeah. Like, you know, I think of Lose Control. Okay, I hold Lose Control, the song that starts and ends this show. I hold it as special to me as I do <laughs> my daughter and my dog. Because it's mine. Like, we yeah. wrote it. Yeah. I think that Ernie, was... pop that baby out. Oh, I'm just kidding, Ernie. No. <laughs> See, I think we're... If I remember, it was just like you coming up with a riff or... And then I just added a beat to it. And then that's how we got the song going. That's because what happened, was, yeah. Yeah. It, it was just a, like, I honestly think, like, out of all the songs that we've done, like, I, I like Greatest Holiday. That was a good one. Can you believe that ended up on a pro-life compilation CD? Oh, yeah, that one. Yeah. And Jackie it, was like, I'm pro-choice. I'm like, well, you should have read the fine print. <laughs> exactly. And, and These are I mistakes just, young bands make. <laughs> like, I, I just was happy just to get out there, to be on a record, to be on, like, on a, compilation a CD. Yeah, an EP. Like, the, to me, that was just like that was the sign of like, hey, I not made sort of it. like I made it, yeah. It's like, hey, because yeah, I never like, dreamed of like going, exactly, yeah. So it's like I never dreamed of like, yeah, I would love to play like big arenas and big shows and all that to have that fame and agil- uh, all that stuff. But just to like get a record, just to be on a record was more than enough for me to be like, hey, you know, I did something. So it's uh, so the, it's like, hey, I'm proud of that. Yeah, and the same song actually ended up on compilations that were given out at the Warp Tour and the Mayhem Fest in 2008. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, something to be really be proud of, you know. And yeah. um, and and you're right. No matter what, even though it wasn't lucrative, it was sure as hell fun. Oh yeah, it was. Now I kind of want to rent a drum studio again and uh, play Lose Control. Yeah. Like I had to, like I did that. Like when I rented it out, I was like, I had the blisters and all, and it was like there was a fan going. Mm-hmm. I was like, I need to bring water with me next time. I was already, I was done. I was like, and I'm like, <laughs> I have another two and a half hours of this. Come on, so. But uh, yeah, no, I mean, like I think I just, I think I was just listening at that time. I was listening to a lot of In Flames, 
and of course Maiden. Oh, yeah. And then all of a sudden, I just like started creating this riff, and I just said, "I think we could do something with this," and it just kind of like snowballed up from there. And I swear to God, there's a part in the song where I think Jackie literally lifted the uh, the uh, verse of Master of Puppets. <laughs> But I never well, told I, her I, that. Oh, I could see that. That's the funny thing. I could see, like, maybe the rhythm is the same. Like during the, um, I guess the post-chorus or like the second part of, like, right, be- right after the first chorus, before the second verse, when I do the uh, pull-offs on the high strings. Oh, like, that part. Under that part, yeah. Oh, okay. I was thinking of the um, right after, right after all the choruses, like da 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 da. Like I always thought of that. Like I was thinking that was part of it. No, I, I. Where did I come up with that idea? Um, that was just like a because that's how it started. It was that rift. It was. was it was it? that was part that, that we. Riff? Yeah, I think we started with that part, and then we grew it from there. Because I remember, like, you came up with that. Then I just had the beat in my head. I was like, "Oh, let me try this." Because oh my god, you're right. Because exactly right. Yeah, because all I basically did with that was was um just follow the um follow your guitar playing along like follow the, the rhythm guitar section at that point when i did that rift so right. when i came up with that because that was the only thing that came in my head and then i think that was the is that the only part where is that the only time where i actually follow the rhythm guitar and then i break off from there and you mean in the song in the song yeah uh no during the breakdown um you know jackie's just doing like whole chords and your drums are actually following that pattern. Oh, okay. So, yeah. yeah. No, th- th- you know what? Ernie's right. That song was the perfect amalgamation of the three of our personalities and tastes in one package. Oh, yeah. And, Hands uh, down. And, I, again, my friend, <laughs> to, to be on stage with you one day would be a dream come true. You and Jackie. And, oh, yeah. Uh, either Jason or Sean. That's it. Um <laughs> Not gonna mention anybody else. Um, <laughs> so we, we can see, like, we, we understood, but then afterwards, it's like, yeah, maybe. <laughs> so I have my limitations, people. I'm not that nice. <laughs> but we uh, found out the hard way. No. <laughs> <laughs> but listen, dude, like, it just makes me so happy to see that you're back doing what you love doing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I wish you all the best with Out of Time Productions. Thank you. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, if you ever make your way back to New York and we do have that one that one opportunity to just play <laughs> one last time and just say, you know what, we did it and we had a blast doing it, mm-hmm. I'd be honored. Same here. Same here. It'll be fun playing with bo- the both of you again. Because it's uh, as much as I had, I've been in bands where I've been with friends and, like, it's still fun and all, but I've never had so much more fun on stage than with the two view play- than with this band with the yeah. rebel medium i had so much fun playing with you guys i can- yeah me too man i mean i will say this jackie guitard uh formerly jackie weissert and i'm i'm going to publicly say this and <laughs> if this is going to get me flack from people that i played with in the past go fuck yourselves <laughs> jackie guitard weissert is the best co-guitar player that i've ever had the pleasure <laughs> the pleasure of playing with on stage and in a studio. So, you, you know, if I post, I will post this up on Facebook when it's up and tag her so that way she knows. So. She already knows. <laughs> oh, okay. You know what she said? I was not Ooh, sure about you that. Shut the fuck up about it already. 
<laughs> I could see her saying that. I could definitely see her. <laughs> she 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 actually reciprocated the same thing. So I was mm-hmm. I was very touched by that. But listen, out of time productions. Where can the good people, the good jabronis, <laughs> find out more? About you and Out of Time Productions. You can check us uh, mostly on Instagram, Out of Time Productions, all one word. On YouTube, same name, Facebook, VMO. You can check it out all there. All of it is Out of Time Productions, all one word. But if you want to send him money, go on Venmo. Yeah, that that too. Yeah, you could uh, you could send me money that way. <laughs> Otherwise, I'll do a GoFundMe and be like, buy Ernie this. I don't mind. I don't mind that at all. So. <laughs> Please, boy. Like, and same with Music Is Life. Send, send, send some money to Music Is Life as well. You know, I'm really appreciative of the fact that now it's like I don't even. Ha- I not that I ever prompted the uh, the people that I interview on the show to say the the name of the podcast, but ever since Baby Ghost, love you, Baby Ghost, have been on the show. Everyone's been saying it. <laughs> I feel. I feel like it's. I, I feel like Pee Wee Herman, and that's the secret word. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> oh Jesus! Uh, oh man! All right, don't get me started, Ernie. Ernie Leug, my e dog, my brother. It's great to have right, you on the little... show, man. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. It's been great seeing you. And thank you, Lily Rose, for being on the show as well. Mm-hmm. Wonderful to meet you and see you, bud. And to consider this an invitation to come back anytime you got something to promote. Okay. Will do definitely. All right. To find out more about the Music is Life podcast, please check us out over at musicislifepodcast.com and check out our parent network, ratsawreview.com. Music is Life is produced because of Ratsaw Review and Anchor.fm. While you're at Ratsaw Review, please check out some of the other podcasts that we have, including Beyond Bushido, which is a pro wrestling MMA review show, Old Man Metal's Musings, where he talks about everything from metal to hot sauce. Calling you out, dude. Calling you out. We got to have a hot sauce challenge. Also, check out The Era Vault with our good buddy, Rob Vieira, who we just released a cover of Black Widow from Alice Cooper with him and the talented Lisa Mann from White Crones. Check that out. Also, check out the South Park podcast, Suck My Balls. And uh, I knew that'd get a reaction out of you. <laughs> You're doing your outro, so I'm not, I don't want to disturb it. So but I love getting people's reactions when I say that. Oh. <laughs> uh. How did you like to suck my balls, Mr. Gadget? <laughs> See, now we got to listen to that podcast as well. I got oh, a gazillion of them. Rated so... one. It puts mine to shame. <laughs> I could see why. So. Yeah. And also check out The Right Opinion with Harrison Bergeron. Those are all the shows, and hopefully we'll have some more on soon. If you guys like what you're seeing here, please hit me up over at Maps at musicislivepodcast.com. And again, final shout out to Ratsai Review and Ernie, Out of Time Productions. Lily Rose, thank you again for both being my guests. And remember, I don't talk just about music. I talk about film. I talk about comics. And I talk about video production. Because in my world, all art is valid. Have a good night, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to the Music is Live podcast. Music is Live podcast is brought to you by Anchor.fm and RatsaReview.com. Check out the other shows on Review, including Beyond Bushido, Old Man's Metal Musings, The Right Opinion, Suck My Balls, a South Park podcast, The Vieira Vault, and the Team Tolkien podcast. Graphics for the video portion of the show were done by Rocky Baia. For commissions, find him on Twitter at R-O-C-K-Y-B-A-I-A. Intro and outro music for the show is Lose Control by the Rebel Media. 
written by Jacqueline Guitard, Ernest Leug, and myself. If you'd like to donate to the channel, or if you're in a band and you want me to review you, then donate to my PayPal at musicislivepodcast at gmail.com. Special thanks to Wayne Noon and Greg Noggle, with much love and gratitude to Aaron, Anna, and Aloysius. For more information, including where to find me on social media, check out musicislivepodcast.com. And don't forget to check out ratsireview.com. Remember, all art is valid. Thanks for listening. Cheers. Looking for some new podcasts to listen to? Well, Rat Sound Review Network has plenty of shows to choose from. Like Rat Sound Review, where they discuss the latest rock and metal news, as well as interviews and albums. Album vs. Album, the King Diamond Podcast, with Wayne Noon, Greg Noggle, and sometimes this guy. Smack him a gob! Ralph Vieira is also on our network with the Vieira Vault. There's also Old Man Metal's Musings, where he discusses heavy metal and beer. Music is Life with Lou Mavs. The Right Opinion for Those Who Love Politics, a South Park podcast called Suck My Balls, The Infinite Fringe, a watch-along wrestling show called Beyond Bushido, Extradivarius Guitarist, The Timo Tolki Podcast, and The Great Harry Barnett with I Don't Even Like Podcast and The Laugh Cast. So check out RatSoundReview.com or search RatSoundReview on YouTube, Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and more.